Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have filled this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've got to But anyway, people in the audience, we'll go ahead and get to the topic at hand. Um, I know that we said that we were going to talk about something last time. No, I think this is, yeah, we said that we would talk about this topic on the end of last episode, I I, I think. But uh, this is in the milieu of Invincible. So there's two things that have happened that are developments in the Invincible uh, property. One of them being that I sent you an article saying that Stephen Yin has said, and this was as of January. Is it Stephen Yin? The first one about the show not starting yet. That had a quote from Stephen Yin. No, no, I'm saying, uh, I think I've been saying, I thought it was Stephen Yoon. You might be right. I am not the best at pronouncing well, words I, in general, but especially sure either. I guess I've names. never heard somebody say his name. I've just always read it. <laughs> It probably is. I mean, but sometimes like they'll use to be silent. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Like, I know the guy that played Sean Chi. Yeah, I thought his name was like Sam, but that motherfucker name was like Simu or some shit. <laughs> well, way off. Simu Lao. I had no idea. I, well, either way, I think everybody knows what we're talking about. Yes, the 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 voice actor who does the voice of uh, Mark Grayson on Invisible. He revealed that as as of January, I believe, 2022, yep. this current year, they had not begun production on season two of the show yet, which was a uh, it took me aback. Yeah, that's that seems wild to me because that was that was big. I feel like the show was big, it had a lot of viewers that had a lot of buzz going around it and to kind of. I mean, they were saying in that article, they might not have another season until 2023. Yeah. I mean, that's a long wait when you had that much hype and buzz around it. And that buzz might die out. Honestly. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's a long time. Because people now have short attention spans. But um, and what some people don't know is because of South Park, primarily because like on some of the Facebook groups on man, people think that Animation is quick. Animation takes a long fucking time. And because South Park can be done in a week because like they use a computer program and shit, hand-drawn animation takes months for like a, one episode. Yeah, is Invincible hand-drawn? Yeah. I mean, okay. I think it's like a hybrid. Like there are sure, definitely yeah. like some environments and like ships and shit that are uh, a 3D, but it's definitely like a hand-drawn cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it coming out this year. It, it which not, sucks. That's just too no long. Way. It's too long. And and the crazy part about it is that show got a renewed before season one was done. I believe in it. It was immediate. They they did two uh, season two and three. Yeah, was renewed. So I, I don't understand what 
the holdup was. You know, I, don't know. I mean, at it, this it, point, it couldn't. It, it's not really COVID anymore. Right. I wouldn't think. So I don't understand why the production's on hold, or I don't know if it's on hold, or if they just. I don't know why they're waiting so long on that. And because Kirkman seems to be a, a pretty a prepared guy, so I feel like he has like an outline for like a couple of seasons already. Yeah, that's yeah, just pure. Said- Speculation on my part. Well, didn't he say um, they have enough for at least three seasons? Yeah, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which, if you look at that show, or or if you look at the compendium of, you know, all of Invincible and all the issues and all the storylines they have in there, in my opinion, if he took off, if he took off a lot of the fluff. A lot of the extra stories, because there's a lot of extra stories in that, show, or in that in that comic where you're like, ah, that doesn't really. Yep. I think you could squeeze the entirety of it into five seasons. Yeah, I'll think I mean, the that same might thing. Be, that might be tight. Five to six seasons, I think you could fit the entirety of tell the whole story of Invincible. Because let's be honest, uh, like the um, that last long ass arc. That could have been. That's like, yeah, three, three, four episodes. Like that was probably like ten in the book. That's maybe three, four episodes. Yeah, right. Maybe, maybe it could be two. So I really think you could fit it into a five, six season. Yeah, and I don't it's, know if you want to go any longer anymore. Yeah, you know, it seems like shows that try to drag past that sixth season just are are not as high quality. Yeah, At least in my um, opinion. It seems like when shows move past the sixth season, you can tell, like, mm, this is not as good. Yeah, I can't think of many that have been, that have uh, kept up their quality past that. Yeah, I mean, at least at least they have source material to work with for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the problem with Game of Thrones is after the, I think it was the sixth season. After the sixth season, yep. uh, there was no more books to go off of, and the writers were awful. At making up a story. We don't need you, writer. Yeah, we don't need this George is our R. show. Martin. We are gonna, we're gonna take this, and then they just like absolutely, they cost them their jobs on Star Wars. Their careers. <laughs> They're so bad. It was so bad. They're working at well, Walmart they, now. So at least they have the source material to work with for whatever they want to do. A completely thought out, fleshed out. Source material, which doesn't yep. always happen. It's like that's good. Like say, like the fucking Lord of the Rings. They had those books that, that were already fucking published yeah. and shit. So like Amazon's that's why people. That. Yep. That's so a big deal. They got billions of dollars into that shit. But I heard that that also is running into some um a firewall, not, not firewall, brick walls because uh they're trying to make it too diverse. And like having a fight with a fight like a fight with the token estate now in in like the pre-production. What do you mean? What are they What are they trying to? Do? I haven't read much on it because that's one of the shows I'm interested in. So when I'm interested in a show, I don't read anything on it. Right, I feel because I don't want any preconceived notions on it. Like, same thing I did with Reacher. I didn't. I watched one trailer and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, um. So. 
what do they what's the problem apparently uh because now everybody's trying to look kind of force diversity and i of course i'm all for diversity but when it's forced and and, and to when it takes a when to when it's checking a box and then telling the story like that's when it gets a little yeah. too much for me but apparently they're trying to make some of like the uh RDLs doors well, there's elves and dwarves in there. Well, like the main people, to try and change them to being like Anglo-Saxon-looking uh, gentlemen, like change some of uh, different races, like different genders. So trying to take the main character, like fucking Frodo and shit, and change them to different races and genders to make a more inclusive fairy tale land. I mean, I guess I don't see why they w- they couldn't. The only thing I don't like, I don't like when they take like a main character and change their gender. You know what I mean? Not not yeah. because I, I I don't have anything against like a, 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 a let's just say a female lead. I, I don't mm. care as long as that's the story that was written. But when you're just changing it to change it, it's like, yeah, because now we have a female lead. It's like, well, I don't know. No, that wasn't the story. Yeah. Um. It's a very complicated thing because, like I said, I, be- I believe that they should have a diverse cast, but I don't think they should change shit around in order to do so. Like, for example, on on a Reacher, uh, the main sheriff guy, mm-hmm. I think that he isn't white. I mean, that he's white in that novel, but this okay. character being black. It adds a lot of subtext to his character that I think wouldn't have been there in the novel, and it actually makes it better. Yeah, so they added to the story. But the fact is, these are stories. You can change whatever they want. You know what I mean? These aren't. True. I mean, same with Lord of the Rings. I mean, we're talking about a made up, (laughs) you know, like a made up story, a made up continent, made up people, made up, you know what I mean? Like, there could be a black elf. Like what? what I mean, it's not like we're basing this on real life. (laughs) Yeah, like I both agree and disagree uh, with the like. uh, For example, like they're definitely really talking about making the next James Bond black, and I kind of think that James Bond should be a white British dude. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because. It just depends on what you see in your own head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, like when Harry Potter came out after I read Harry Potter when I was little and then mm-hmm. I saw the movie coming, I was like, who the fuck is that? Really? That's not who I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Mm, interesting. So. Now, I don't know if they made a black 007. I'm all for it. OK, but, you, but you just say it's James just not Bond. James Bond. Yeah. And my personal opinion, I heard they wanted Idris Elba, but everybody's saying he's too old. Yep. But to reboot what, the story. What's funny about that is back before or just back when fucking uh Daniel Craig was talking shit about not coming back to like every single one besides his last one because he's done that to beautiful effect to get more money each and every time. I've not watched a single one of them. I watched the first one 
Well, like, I watched, I think, all of them, besides the last two, maybe. And, like, they're good, but they're long as fucking boring as fuck. But, no interest. Yeah, I have just no interest. Yeah. A spy movie is, it's, I have no interest in that. What Craig would do, though, every time they talk about doing, like, a new movie, he would say, you know what, I'm not doing it. Then, like, they'll give him more money, and, and, like, he'll come back. But in between one of those or James Bond movies, they're talking about having fucking ill just come in. And that's back when he's first getting, like, kind of big. And everybody's like, I don't want that N-word playing my James Bond. It was, a, it was crazy. But now, in 2022, everybody's for it. Which is yeah. it's good, I guess. But I, in my head, I can see Elders being a new 007, who may be new James Bond, although they have, he hasn't been in the movies before. So even though he's older, it's, it's for him to be an older James... Okay, so I think... I think they can make it a franchise. Have this, a new 007 as Elgis finding out what happened to the, the dead James Bond. Then at the same time, have a new James Bond series with a I younger you. James Bond. Yeah. So continue this story that they've been telling for like 20 years now. We'll, like, we'll, but that's the thing. It's like, how, how many times can you make that movie? I agree. I but mean, this way, with like that, that burnout, like I just feel like all movies anymore, man. It's like how many times are we can tell the same story. But the, the problem is, when they make a brand new concept, nobody goes to see it. We, we all it's, hate it's, seeing the same thing true. over and over again. But when they give us something very new, true, we don't go. You, you're you're not wrong, but I think that's so, where like Netflix is coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see they're doing like a new movie a week for the entire yeah, year? Like, I think like it's two a week. And, and we're not talking like low budget films, like big actors. Yes. Like they are fucking just blowing up money. Oh, by the way, uh, two of your boys were in this, but Red Notice is the most non consequential movie of all time. I didn't even watch it. It is watchable. I knew when, I, I knew when it came out, I was like, that's not going to be good. <laughs> Yeah, like it's watchable, but nothing happens. It's the most safe movie. It's a movie that like yep. you put on, and then clean the house. I could I could absolutely tell that the first time I saw it because I was like, there was zero marketing for this movie. But apparently, it's their biggest movie ever on Netflix. I don't understand. <laughs> the people of Ryan I mean, Reynolds like, and the Rock. I mean, people. Yeah, I mean, you put two people that like can do no wrong. People paying themselves. Love them. Yeah, and they're just playing themselves, yeah. I mean, I do love Ryan Reynolds. And I do love The Rock. Yeah. America's but I don't want to watch that movie. Because, again, it looked like... It looked like... Uh, Ryan Reynolds done that movie, like, six times. Yes. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah he's done that movie a lot. And... The Rock plays the same fucking role in every It doesn't matter movie. what role he's in. He is the rock. Every time. Same character. And it's always consistent, but it's the same fucking role. But it's it's always good. Or usually. Yeah. I um, think at least. I mean, shit. Good for him. I did I liked him the most though in a painting game. Painting game is my favorite rock movie, my favorite Mark Wahlberg movie, and my favorite Michael Bay movie. I think you told me that when we were working one day, and I never did watch that movie. Pain Game is is an incredible movie to me. 
Um, it seemed like a movie about dudes working out, and I was like, eh. I mean, like, it pretty I'm much is. And committing <laughs> crimes. Committing crimes. Based on a true story. Pumping iron uh, and bullets. <laughs> but um, getting back on topic, though, so, but one thing could be the reason why uh, there is a delay in this production of season two. And that is a lawsuit by one Robert Crabtree, who is credited as a colorist on various early issues of the Invincible comic book. And you read the article, right? Or yes, I did. Yes. So I read that article and it's one of those things where you're reading it and you're like, okay, is this guy just looking for money? You know what I mean? Is he just looking for money? But then you realize this is not the first time this has yeah, happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, wait a minute. But it's hard because at the same time, the guy who's representing uh, Robert Kratt, what was his name? Kirkman? No, no, no. Oh. Other guy. The, uh, the, uh, the guy who's oh, I'm sorry. suing him. Is Bill, so William Crabtree. William Crabtree. Okay, the guy representing him is the same guy who represented the other guy who still who sue, sued yeah. uh, Robert Kirkman for the Walking Dead stuff. Right. Uh, Tony Moore. Yes. But, so you're like, okay, this is weird. But then you read, like, what Kirkman said and, and like, um, basically Kirkman said when what he's been paying in the past years has just been bonuses. He's never had to actually pay him. It was just bonuses. And now he's not going to pay him anymore. I'm like, yeah, Kirkman kind of sounds like a dick. Like, yeah. He kind of comes off as like somebody who would do this for sure. Because especially if on the first lawsuit when Walking Dead when The Walking Dead came out, they settled that out of court. So that leads me to believe in two months. Yeah, quick, the Kirkman quick. was guilty. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, I'll give you some money. We'll make this go away. You got me. Um, all my Facebook group on. One of my Facebook groups, I broached this. I broached the same topic to see like what they thought about it. And uh, this one dude posted like a GIF of. Have you seen the uh, the uh, rail slash TikTok of like the people in uh, fucking Brooklyn talking about? What you said, to Joe Biden, right now? Hey, baby, take me to dinner. Have you seen that? One? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, there's. This dude, like, on this group said that, uh, like, it was, like, Robert Kirkman calling, bing bong, fuck your life! (laughs) 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 I was dying to have that shit. Um, Now, I think in this case, where there is smoke, there is often fire. And... It seems like it. Now... When I first read the headline, I'm like, why the fuck the color think he owned the fucking character? Like, this is this, 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 right. this is obviously like a money grab. But Danny for those who don't art- know, for those who don't know this, uh, he was the illustrator for the first fifty issues. Not even the illustrator, bro. The colorist. The colorist for the first fifty issues, and basically he's claiming that Kirkman tricked him into giving up all his rights for um, royalties. The right? art of finesse. Yes. So, and then because essentially, I think that Kirkman said, instead of paying you initially, 
Mm-hmm. I'll give you partial ownership of the character, which is which can be a good deal, especially if Kirkman couldn't, couldn't afford to pay him at that time because he never know that things could be shit or it could be something big. So yeah, so this happened back in two thousand five, I think. Yeah, and that's back when Kirkman was not doing that great. He was mm-hmm. he was like a, a, a well known comic book writer and shit, but he wasn't like a ho- almost a household name like he is now. So. Mm-hmm. Kirkman put old fucking okie doke on and said, hey, look, bro, I know I gave you 15% of his character, right? But if there's too many owners, that shit looks like it's going to be a lot of paperwork for these motherfuckers off of Hollywood, baby. You know, it's me, baby. Hollywood Kirkman. I know what I'm talking about. A walking dead, baby. So sign this paper over. That way, you know what I'm saying? Between me and you, I still got you, baby. But me, Hollywood, you know, I was saying this thing. So for the past you know, 15 years or whatever, Kirkman's been sending him checks. Mm-hmm. But then now there's real money involved, and Kirkman's like, "Well, you you don't you don't actually have any rights to that money. I was just giving that out of the kindness of my heart. I was giving you that money. Uh, you signed that paperwork, and now I'm not paying you shit. I ain't paying you a bang bang fucking life. yeah. You, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm kind of like. I mean that that guy was a grown man. Like read the paperwork. True. Yeah. Figure it out. Like have you should have like an agent or something that can look that shit over, right? That's why and lessons like this, people in the audience, are why you never trust anyone. And even if you are going into a business with your friend, get that shit on paper. Like if we ever have like a, a, a business that's that can get income, unlike this podcast, we're gonna put it on paper to protect you and me. Right. Yeah. I mean why wouldn't you, I mean, there had to have been, it, it sounded like the guy handed him like a, it's not, you know, it sounded like Kirkman came up to him with like a piece of computer paper. was like, hey, I jotted some notes down, sign it. Yep. And it was like, well, shouldn't you read that shit? Like, make sure you're in that business. Like, this is a business, like the entertainment business is, you know, that shit's going to be important. No, Bill Crabtree is in the comic book business, which isn't as shady as the entertainment business, sure. but it still sure. is shady because Bill Fingerbob came, Jack Kirby, Stanley. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it just seems foolish to to just sign it, shit off of the word of Kirkman. But you never exactly. know. Maybe they were really close friends, and Kirkman was like, "No, I got you, man." Like, I got you, Playboy. <laughs> Where yeah. Playboy? I got. You. Yeah, Playboy. <laughs> no self. <laughs> But and then here's the thing, and like this is a thought that someone had like in my Facebook group. Even if that is true, and, and it probably is, if there's so many creators, the people probably, oh, I want to buy this shit. That, that that's almost paperwork. Okay, cool. So you and me are gonna sign our own deal that you won't disclose to the big company. So then we get your paycheck. I still get my percentage. I gotcha. Yeah, that's what we should have done because that probably is true. But that's what. Kirkman yeah, used Kirkman himself just, would be paying them, is what you're saying. Exactly, yes. Gotcha. Yes. To sell this, we have our own. Me is fucking William Crabtree, and you with Robert Kirkman. We have our own contract that is separate and not included in your deal with Amazon. That where you pay me a certain fifteen percent of ten percent of what you get from this show, which is the same amount of, of our normal shit. And then if the show does X Y Z, then like we can have a different deal. Which it sounds like that's what Kirkman told him, and what he was doing, he was paying him. But then, like I said, now Amazon signed that deal, 
And that guy was like, hey, where's where's my money for this? And Kirk was like, nah, you actually don't. You're not entitled to that. So I'm not. I created this. Like, Wait a minute. Hollywood Kirkman. There's some real cash in here now. It's crazy, I did that as like, a favor. Yeah, he did that as a favor is what he said. It was bonuses. And bro. You paid him a bonus for 15 years? That doesn't right. make any fucking sense. Like, what no fucking think? sense. And. As I told you via text, I couldn't find this video, and, and, and I scrubbed the I scrubbed the internet, but he scrubbed the internet of this video. But in like 2008, okay, uh, Robert Kirkman is known as an image comics creator, so like he makes books that are independent that he owns himself. When like 2008, he got hired by Marvel to write the Ultimate X Men book and some other small projects, right? Mm-hmm. So. Brian Michael Bendis, who was the creator and writer of Ultimate Spider-Man. Robert Kirkman thought in his own head that Brian, that Brian Bendis would move off of that book that he loved doing and give it to Robert Kirkman because reasons. Yeah, That didn't happen. And the, the people who ran Marvel didn't give Kirkman the respect that he felt that he should get being that he was doing like his shit like on his own. So yep. he left Marvel Got mad as fuck, had a green screen behind him, was basically crying tears, having a manifesto about being a creator, having rights, and getting paid for what you do. And, and he said that people should only work at Marvel and DC to get a name for themselves and then go and make their own projects and their own work and their own shit. He was talking about ownership and shit. Then he mm-hmm. fucked over one of his own owners. Twice. And then he fucked over. Yeah. Two different and then people. the other guy was a co creator. He drew the fucking books. Mm hmm. He, he sounds like, I mean, the more you hear about Kirkman, the more you're like, that guy sounds like a piece of shit. Because, as Dave Chappelle said, you should never get the N-words money. <laughs> <laughs> he got that money, moved to Hollywood, and said, fuck it. He, it's uh, also like in the same Facebook group, I, I said, either you die a hero or live or live long enough to become Bob Kane because Bob Kane there's a whole documentary out about how he fucked over his other people yeah you know and I I, I kind of remember when when Walking Dead was, the show was in mm-hmm. its infancy when I, when I say infancy maybe like season three or so mm-hmm. that didn't the actors complain about him too I'm not sure about one of the actors or somebody were like, yeah, it sucks working with him. I don't think that could be wrong. I I feel I thought I heard something like that, but I could be wrong. What definitely did happen is, um, excuse me, Frank Darapont, who was the co-creator of the show, he sued AMC. And I think that Kirkman was like uh, his his partner in this lawsuit. They sued AMC for lack of profits that they didn't get that they felt they were old. Also ironic. Yeah, so he's <laughs> <laughs> so he's just been like learning how people are screwing him over and he's like, well, I can do this too. Exactly. Just to people and, who don't deserve it. Exactly. And bro, um, I don't know if you know about like the Joe Button podcast. No, I don't think so. Do you know about the rapper Joe Button? Yeah, yeah. Pump, pump, pump it up. Yeah. He he has probably one of well he had one of the top three podcasts in the whole country it was like fucking Joe Rogan. What? Yeah, it was like Joe Rogan, somebody else and him. No shit. He was top three. 
But then he signed his Spotify deal before Joe Rogan did, I believe. And then he didn't pay his two co-hosts who made the show as good as he did. But his claim was, it's called the Joe Button Show. I made the show you guys are employees of the show, which is also true. Legally, it's true. But right. they all helped make the show as popular as it was. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, you know there's enough money. Exactly. I you was know there's enough money to pay those people. Like, why would you do that? Why would you even take the risk of ruining that relationship when you know that's, like, who's making the show? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. The greed when people see some real money is crazy. And I hope that if I'm ever able to become that successful, I hope that I hope I don't get that way. And I guess we can't really understand that sure. stance because, like, we aren't there. But as of right now, and I think that I'm pretty solid at, in my principles, though. That's what I feel. I, I feel like you have that established already. If you're going to screw somebody over, it's probably because you're that type of person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like me, I can't imagine if something happened where I have all the money that I wouldn't just be handing it to people. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's probably why I don't have any money. Now, at the same time, though, because me being a business major and, and, and me having a mind for business, I would give everybody what I think they're owed. But sure, might, yeah. There might be some conflict in what I think they're owed versus what they think they're owed. Sure. But to just, like, not pay them at all. At all. Or say they have no ownership at all. Yeah, I mean, so is this podcast still going? It is, but it tanked very bad. And then, like, the other two... The other two co-hosts had their own podcast, well, have their own podcast. And at first, I think it was doing really well, but I kind of lost track of it. Yeah. But well, I like, want a podcast now. Yeah. Dude, tell me about it. Uh, but like, say, if this podcast network ever picks up on from YouTube or or whatever, in my mind, because me, Brian, and Randy started it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a three-way split of any money. So say, like, for example, if this show somehow gets popular and, and like, the other shows don't, and, like, we get a deal for, for our show. So you and I are 50-50 on this show. But my money is going to be split three ways. Yeah. Or or some kind of licensing fee. They probably won't be out because I doubt that I would give them a show that, that Brian and already aren't a part of at all. Right. I, I don't think they get an even share of my half of the money, but like they would get something. Yeah. Maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, they started it with you. No, that makes sense. And like, that's just fair. Like, I'm not going to fuck myself to like make them rich too or make anybody else rich either. But yeah, I think it's just, it's fair. And then I will always say created by Three yeah. of us. And then, like, on this show, we have four creators. Me, Brian, Randy, and then you. Yeah, that's, but that's different, though. You Like, yeah, if it's hurting you financially to help them, that's different. But you're not, you're not going to convince me that you had the number <laughs> right. three podcast in the country. It's Spotify signing you to a deal, and you didn't have enough money to go around. I don't believe that. 
Exactly. Like, but, you, you don't pay attention to sports, but that was like when Latrell Sprewell got that $15 million deal and was like, I got to feed my kids. It's not <laughs> enough money. I got kids to feed. I'm like, what? It's a $15 million deal, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's fucking crazy, man. And it, it's making me not even like Kirkman. Because like I said, yeah. at first I was like, this is a dumbass lawsuit. Why would the colorist, he used a fucking crayon? Because I bet that Kirkman and, and the artist told him what color to color people's hair and the costumes and shit. So, mm-hmm. what, so, and no disrespect to any comic book colorist, but what did they really do? Seems like nothing that a word <laughs> paint can can't do, but. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I don't know the nuances of that, but. But then, like, when he said that they cut a deal, and if you cut a deal, and, and again, um, I think earlier you said that it's kind of fishy that he went to the same person that Tony Moore went to. But That's what I thought. But I guess it's been down that road. Caps, it makes sense. And Bill is obviously not very versed in, like, the legal world, although he should be if he's in any type of business right. that pertains to entertainment. But obviously he isn't. And he know that this, this fucking lawyer did good by Tony Moore, I would go there too. If I had yeah, no idea no, about the shit. Yeah, and then right, it's probably easy. Right. So that makes perfect sense to me. And then also, like, this lawyer is proven to have a track record, and then he knows how Kirkman works based on their old yeah. fucking lawsuit. It, and to me, makes perfect sense. Basically in two months, so... Yep. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound as fishy when you put it that way. You're like, okay, that just makes sense. If there were any speculation 12 years later... Well, 11 years later now, that Tony Moore was wrong in that lawsuit, then I would say maybe it's kind of fishy. But Tony Moore, I, I think, was pretty much proven to be 100% correct. Yeah. Because before that lawsuit, The Walking Dead just said, I believe, created by Robert Kirkman. Yeah. After the lawsuit, it says, with Tony Moore. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think, won that. Yeah. And I think I think that Tony Moore even got the, the new artist who took his spot. He got like he got he got his name um also I like in the credits. Because here's the thing. If you're working on a comic book, even if it's my idea, I, I dream like say like say if it's my comic book character <laughs> that I told you about. Mm-hmm. If I ever get that made as a comic book. And I have an artist who's doing all that work to actually draw the shit. And and even if I give him notes, but he's still drawing it, then I will say, because I'm a businessman, it's 60, me, 40, him. Yeah. I mean, 50, 50, it is even to come to life. Yes. And that's the so same shit fucking Jack Kirby did. Shit I mean, that I can't do. Exactly. But that's the same shit that fucking Stan Lee did for years. That's why now it's hard for me to like, celebrate Stan Lee because he just so much fucked up shit. Yeah, you started hearing all those stories after he died. But now everybody is becoming Stan Lee. But yeah. But Kirkman is especially like Stan Lee because Kirkman runs his own company. So who does he have to answer to besides himself? Right. Stan Lee used to say, well, I don't own the characters either. It's Marvel, but he, motherfucker, you ran Marvel. Yeah. You were Marvel. Yes. On paper, he was a, the, the man who made the choices like that. 
Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> Don't yell at me. Excelsior. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, hopefully Mr. Crabtree wins his lawsuit and he gets what he's owed. Um, it is going to be an uphill battle because he did sign that new contract with them that he did. Yeah, that's the unfortunate own. thing. Like he signed yes. it. He fucked himself. So yeah, it's going to be hard for him to win. I think. In, in terms of you, you have to. I don't even know how you win if you if you have to prove that he deliberately tricked him. But how the fuck are you going to do that? Yeah, that's almost impossible unless during the discovery phase they have access to Kirkman's emails or some shit, and they see that he emailed his lawyer saying, "No, oh, fuck it." And, and, and Kirkman's lawyer sent him an email to say, "Bing bong, fuck his life." <laughs> that's the only way that got that motherfucker. <laughs> That's the only way that uh that can oh, be ass, dumbass <laughs> But that's the only way because even because it is true that Crabtree has no claim to the character besides the contract that he signed with Kirkman. But that contract is void once they enter into a new agreement. It's wait. What would be void? So Kirkman and Crafty signed a contract that in lieu of payment, he'll he'll be on paper, he owns five percent of that character and like all of the right. characters based in that book. So that's a binding agreement. But then once Kirkman said, you know what? I can't sell this bitch if I got all these owners. So sign a new contract that said, like, you don't own it, and but I'll still pay you. So in yeah. a new contract says Bill Crappy, you don't own shit. Yeah. That, that contract is still standard. The other one is voided. So it's going right. to be very difficult yeah. to prove. It's going to be very yeah, difficult I mean, for Bill admits, to win. He admits he signed it. So, I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know what case they have. I mean, you can't really... I don't know if you can really sue somebody for being a piece of shit. This is going to be... You know what I mean? Like, is it yeah. shitty? Yeah. Did he probably trick you? Yeah, but you did sign it. And the law is all about tricking people anyway. Right, yeah. The only made to confuse people, so. The only way that Bill. This is going to be a, a really fucked up joke. But uh, the only way. Yeah, this joke is really. I'm going to offend a lot of people in this one, <laughs> in one joke. The only way that Bill Crabtree could win this lawsuit is if he. Got a sex change and became a woman. Because women are expected to follow the law. They can say, Damn, I'm not you're trying to get us canceled. Exactly. You're trying to get this show canceled. I, he took advantage of me mentally. I wasn't mentally Damn. prepared. You got. <laughs> I don't have to I trust any phone actions. Made it, <laughs> make a note of it. This is not my opinion. Now. The woman part about that isn't the woman's fault. It's it's the justice system's fault for not making them take advantage. I mean, for not making them take uh um what we're looking for. For not holding them accountable to their own actions. So I yeah. blame the law. But that's all the way he can win. He should I mean, win. There's gotta be a reason the guy took the case. There's gotta be something. He probably thought I think that he's 
he would have to try to use that this is a pattern of behavior of yeah. finesse. Which I actually I would I would have to assume that helps the case. But here's the thing. Corey Walker, the co-creator of Invincible, was the lead character designer on the on the show. So that can hurt Kirkman and work for him. You say, if I'm just a, 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 a tyrant, why did I allow yeah. my co-creator to have an active role in said show? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it all depends on, like, I mean, the way he put how Kirkman came up to him with the contract made it sound, like, very unofficial, in my yes. opinion. So it's like, well, I don't know, is that a real contract or what? Yes, because... The same way, if you want to have a verbal agreement, that is legally binding. Oh, shit, I don't know then. People can actually write a contract on a napkin, and, and that is a binding contract. Hmm. If there's both signatures on there, that is a binding contract. What if I wipe my face with it? <laughs> what if it's got buffalo sauce on it? A true! God damn it! <laughs> all right we gotta wrap up okay yeah so we'll be back uh next month with another episode i might i might just take uh the part that we actually talked about the topic and make that one and then say <laughs> that's, that's probably a good idea <laughs> for like a backup episode if we never don't get one that definitely yeah, the person. audience is probably like well they went on a tangent shocker <laughs> But yeah, uh, we'll try to, although I've said this quite a few times, try to actually read a book for next time, but we'll see. Maybe there's be news on, on his case by then that that we can go over. But okay. Uh, maybe, that, maybe, we, maybe we can do a show on Reacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like that, that is a very enjoyable show. I, I can't really say that. I mean, I guess it's not like a, but Alan Richardson, who plays Hawk, kind of a, Kind of a reach on that, I guess, but I mean, no, and, in some way. And then ultimately, is our show, <laughs> so yeah. we do whatever the fuck we want to do. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> um, but real quick, I'll say this: uh, if you think about the show at all, it doesn't make any fucking sense. But it's so enjoyable, and that and that is the telltale sign of a good show. If it's so enjoyable that that the shit that doesn't make any sense, you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> love you, Reacher. Yeah. Yeah, dude is a superhuman. Uh, he is. I, I, I just Alan Richardson. That dude is huge. I think he's he should be six five, but I think he's actually six two. And they hired very short people to be on the show, oh. like, like a giant. <laughs> because um, the actual writer uh of the series has a cameo, and he was taller. Oh, really? Like quite a bit taller. Maybe the writer's just a big ass dude. It could be. But um, one thing, and then like we'll get off. Uh, the biggest problem w- with the show is this motherfucker's perfect. Seriously, bro, he knows everything. Like I... random facts that that's impossible. Nobody knows he knows. He got murdered five times. And he didn't die. Gotcha. This motherfucker Too drowned, strong. bro. Like Too you saw both Superman effect. <laughs> yeah. But he's so ca- he had so much fucking charisma. 
He don't even care. But bro, he drowned. You saw like bubbles come out of his nose, then the bubbles stop for like five seconds straight. Then he came back to life. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Superman effect. I got you. He is fucking a Highlander. <laughs> and fuck Wolverine in one. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Because it is, he, yeah, I'm not trying to watch a boring show. Yeah. It is a throwback to 80s action movies. I'm very okay with that, actually. But better written. It's like a great, a greatly written 80s, 80s uh, cop movie. More pixels. <laughs> More pixels. Because he kills everybody <laughs> in this show. And then he's basically, he's fucking Dexter. He just kills people. He's <laughs> immune to the law. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and there's something else that he does in the show that that will fuck up the plot for you in front of cops. That is so fucking illegal. Besides killing people, I'm like, how are they letting them do this in their town? <laughs> this is blatantly illegal. But anyway, hey, you better knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but next time, like, we'll talk about the first season of Reacher, and then maybe we'll finally finish uh, part two of Titans season three, four. Yeah, I feel bad for that show because I haven't watched it. I feel like I was one of their six viewers. <laughs> now they're down to five. Oh, but that's coming back, though, with um, Brother Blood as the villain. I don't know. All right. I got to watch it. I know. I enjoyed it while I was watching it, but there's something about this season that didn't make me come back. I agree. But I, I got to watch it. And that will probably come out on time next year because that one comes out on time. <laughs> <laughs>